everybody. Dave Limberg in Hong Kong with another episode of THD Podcast. Thanks for checking this out. Uh, today, we have uh, Daniel Knighton joining us from Audio Precision to talk about their new audio analyzer. So we're looking forward to digging in on that. But without delay, let's give thanks to the Alti Association, a great uh, networking for audio manufacturers, audio brands, and technologies uh, there within. So we encourage people to check out their website and get involved with Alti. And this episode is also sponsored by Audio Express. So thanks to Joa and the team at Audio Express for arranging this interview for us. So uh, we encourage everybody to get on their digital or print subscriptions to Audio Express and learn everything every week about what's going on in audio technologies. So without delay, let's get into this. Simon Weston in Japan. Good morning, Simon. Morning, Dave. Uh, Labor Thanksgiving Day in Japan today. Oh, a little echo of what Daniel's getting ready for in America. So here we have Daniel Knighton from Audio Precision joining us. Uh, thanks for joining us, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Uh, Simon, I've got to ask, do you have your order in with uh, AFC for your Thanksgiving meal? I don't know what AFC is, and I don't AFC. have Thanksgiving here anyway. <laughs> and, uh KFC is Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, they have right. uh, yeah, actually, I think that might be Christmas time. I'm not sure anybody is oh, okay. paying to Thanksgiving. Yeah, the, the, that right. is, that is true. That uh, KFC in Japan at Christmas is a big thing. <laughs> but uh, let's let's talk about audio analyzers. So uh, yeah. so Daniel, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, and you guys have uh, launched a new product. So uh, why don't we uh, get into introducing that product for you? I would love that. So uh, yeah, for everyone's time, uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about this new analyzer we've just introduced, the APX 516B, to, to be precise. Um, it's uh, the latest in, uh, frankly, now a long line of APX analyzers, um, having joined Audio Precision in 2000, uh, I still think of the APX as the new analyzer from us, but I now realize that uh, many of our customers today have never known uh, anything else. And one of the things that's kind of interesting for us is um, we've really gotten to the point where this is... Um, one of the oldest continuously supported products, uh, maybe in the field of test and measurement, definitely in the field of audio test and measurement. And just to talk a little bit about what's going on here, uh, this is our new, I guess I'll say, value-oriented offering. Um, sure. This is going to be the lowest cost hardware-based audio analyzer available from us. And one of its key points is this may seem uh, a little bit silly to, to state the obvious, but our previous analyzer in this field, um, for practical purposes, is thought of as kind of an analog only product because while it does have a digital audio interface, and I'm referring to the APX 515, it was a fixed speedif toslink and AES-EBU interface, if you're familiar with those um, old standbys. And of course, today, digital audio has, has 
dominate is maybe the wrong word because what's become the case is not that analog audio has gone away, but we see very few devices where it's an analog input and an analog output. Uh, almost everything these days is some kind of a digital input and then an analog output or an analog input and then some kind of digital output. Um, and in our, um, frankly, larger products, physically larger products in the modular frame products we sell, um, we've had, uh, we have a large variety of digital audio interfaces available for them. But um, they're, uh, you know, at a, in a decent price point and, and frankly, inaccessible to a lot of our customers. So the goal with the APX 516 was to bring uh, accessibility to all the different kinds of digital audio that people are working with down to uh, a price point that would, you know, we hope, put it in the hands of every engineer who needs this kind of tool. Um, so the APX 516 is pretty straightforward. It's two analog signal generator channels, two analog signal analyzer channels. But really the key point is it has a module bay and that module bay will exist, will accept any existing or future digital audio interface uh, from audio precision. So that means Bluetooth, HDMI, digital serial audio data, PDM. And of course, actually, we do have a module for SPDIF and TOSLink and AES3. Um, and uh, this is, you know, really uh, useful because Exactly. Almost everything these days is some kind of digital on one side and analog on the other. Okay. Now, what, one thing uh, that I definitely, oh, sorry. Just, just curious, uh, yeah, Bluetooth and then some people might, is, is, would, would Wi-Fi be something else? Like for the people building Wi-Fi speakers, <laughs> would that be something that you would do or? Boy, I could go off on an entire tangent on Wi-Fi. Um <laughs> I'm going to make the following statement. There is no such thing as Wi-Fi audio. Okay. Um, and maybe we can have a different discussion about that. Um, but I will assert the following. Um, Wi-Fi is a data transport. Mm -hmm. It happens to be the case that that data that it can transport, one of the types of data it can transport is audio data. Um, but it sits at on the other side of a very large and complex stack, software stack. Right. And and the fact that it's audio is, is, is again, this is going to be a controversial statement, but it's negligibly important. Um, and um, the our solution for Wi-Fi tests, for, for testing devices that transport audio over Wi-Fi, is it's not pictured here, but on the other side of all of our analyzers is a host computer running the APX500 software. And that software sitting on a PC has access to everything a PC has access to. Um, and 
uh, audio audio either sourcing or syncing it on a PC um, is pretty straightforward. You know, for example, if it's um, 802.11 AVB, there mm. are um, device drivers for PCs so they can participate in, in those networks. Um, and that's AP's stock answer is um, a, a module, so to speak, on the front panel of the, P, of, of the audio analyzer with, say, either an Ethernet jack or a Wi-Fi antenna. Um, we don't think that that's particularly relevant um, or even necessarily useful because it's not the physical layer there that's complicated or difficult to test. It's um, the software stack that you need to to get into that. Right. Um, okay. Anyway, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a a good question, an interesting discussion. We could. I'd be happy to go into that separately. Um, but I, I guess what I can I'll I'll cap it off by saying we don't have any plans to make a hardware module right. that deals with Wi-Fi. Our answer is to bridge uh, to Wi-Fi using the host PC and whatever the appropriate software stack running on the host PC is. Okay. Uh, so then, you know, as far as the 516 goes, one thing that, that is pretty important for us to emphasize is, um, you know, as I'm sure you've heard in, in, in previous discussions about, hey, what's the difference between an audio analyzer and a sound card? Um, there are a bunch of differences. And uh, if I was going to wrap them all up in one word, it would be robustness. Audio analyzers, audio precision audio analyzers are exceptionally robust machines. They can be exposed to very high voltages without any difficulty. Um, they come with a exceptionally long warranty um, and definitely compared to sound cars, but actually somewhat shockingly compared to um, all our competitors in this space, our instruments, our measurement instruments, and that means that they come out of the factory uh, with an accredited certificate of calibration. Um, and as I was alluding to earlier, um, one of the things that I think is is worth remarking upon next year will be Audio Precision's 40th birthday. Um, this is uh, 18 years since we introduced the APX line of audio analyzers. So one of the things that our customers are really buying into is this long track record of continuous support. Um, we really do have customers who bought an APX analyzer in 2006 are actively using that product today. Um, and that product can still be returned to the factory and repaired and calibrated. Um, and I think that that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And Audio Precision is part of Axiometric Solutions. So we now have a parent organization. And one of the things that's come out of that is um, we now have real human support in the US, in the UK, in Germany, and in China. And those are factory, you know, those are first party factory support centers. And then of course we have a distribution network, which means that the sun never sets uh, on axiometric solutions. 
Um, and, you know, again, like exactly you're, you're in Hong Kong, but we have, you know, we have an office in Hong Kong and Shenzhen and Guangzhou um, and Suzhou and Beijing and Shanghai. Um, and so that means that, for example, somebody who has one of our analyzers in China, uh, they can get an actual human being will show up and help them uh, if it's a repair situation, if it's a technical support situation, if it's application engineering, all of that is available from a first party uh, in the geography. Um, so that's another, you know, I would say remarkable thing about our our offering. Mm -hmm. And and where's Axiometrics? Where are they headquartered? So we are headquartered actually in the U.S. in in beautiful Beaverton, Oregon. Um, okay, that's yeah. the that's the nexus. Um, having said that, uh, we are a pretty worldwide organization now. We have a, a pretty large office in Michigan, um, and we have uh, pretty pretty significant operations in uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, and uh, Frankfurt and Berlin, Germany. Um, and you know, those would be, um, actual, uh, I'll say full service. So factory sales, service, marketing, all of those functions. And then we have sales and, and service offices in a bunch more places. Um, so that is, you know, another side of this is, you know, if you, you probably know this, but, um, until until AP uh, became part of Axiometric Solutions, us and all our competitors tended to be these these one, you know, one location. You have a factory wherever it is, and service and support in the rest of the world is through third parties. Um, so we've kind of broken out of that and gone to another level. Okay. Yeah. So we can get test test equipment and and sneakers out of uh, Beaverton. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and don't forget, we have, uh, we have, of course, Nike Worldwide Headquarters, but we also have Adidas here as well. Yeah, yes. Yes. I, I love how they set that up to poach each other's staff. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you often see that kind of, of thing, right? Um, yeah. And you don't know, but uh, I won't belabor this slide. This is just reemphasizing all of those, those points uh, pretty much. I mean, from a from a value standpoint, uh, for for the engineers who are looking at an audio analyzer, it's it's everything you love about an AP at a at a really aggressive price point, um, and you can add a digital audio interface to it of your choice. Okay. This is just going over some of the the key specs and and you know give you a nice little picture of a five sixteen with all the different. Uh, possible uh, module configurations. You know, one of the things I, I like to say about the analog performance of our instruments, um, and, and, and you know, I mean, that's definitely audio precision sort of strong suit. Um, this is our lowest cost analyzer now. This is the entry point. Um, the analog performance of our lowest cost analyzer is higher than the analog performance of our competitors' best. Um, 
And, you know, that has carried audio precision for nearly 40 years. That's what we hang our hat on. And, uh, you know, some of the key characteristics here that uh, come up is you can, you can put 125 volts peak into the input of this box. Um, uh, not in, uh, not in the, uh, um, China, but in the U S you could measure the wall, um, with this, with this instrument. I mean, that's part of the robustness, uh, of this device. Um, a couple interesting things that, 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 um, some of, some of the, our listeners might be interested in, um, not widely known and, and, it may sound silly, but all our hardware is DC coupled, both on the inputs and the outputs. We can generate DC to um, 80 kilohertz, and we can measure DC to 90 kilohertz. Um, and I know that particularly on production lines, there are lots of applications where sometimes you need to uh, generate or measure a DC voltage um, and that does mean you can do it directly out of this instrument rather than um, having, for example, an extra multimeter um, around. Okay. Uh, does a uh, customer uh, buy, you know, they need a couple of different uh, digital interfaces. They buy a couple of interfaces and swap them themselves. Is that something that's an excellent? <laughs> that's an excellent question. Um, the official answer is no. These these are not field replaceable modules, um, and you are absolutely voiding the warranty if you do it yourself. Um, I have to leave it at that for okay. you know, official reasons. Okay. Um, talking about a couple of use cases. Um, Hopefully we're on the other side of COVID um, and I don't want to go into um, all of that business, but one of the very interesting byproducts of COVID, and I'd be interested in hearing your experiences, um, but at Audio Precision, just as, as an example, um, two thirds of our workforce um, now works remotely some or all of the time. And um, there were some byproducts of that shift that, you know, I, I never thought about. Um, but one of them is if you have a distributed engineering team, if you have a bunch of people who are working from home labs scattered all over the world, potentially, um, test equipment now becomes an issue because beforehand you might have been happy having test equipment centralized in the lab. And um, if people wanted to use it, they time shared it in the lab. Maybe potentially you ship test equipment from engineer to engineer, um, but as a practical matter, you don't do that. But where do you go? Because, you know, as a matter of budget, you're probably not going to buy an APX 555 for each and every one of your engineers. So um, one use case which really drove this is we have customers who are like, hey, 
I need an analyzer I can afford to put in people's hands. I have to buy a lot more analyzers. I mean, bizarrely enough, we were one of those businesses where our best year of all time was at the height of the pandemic. Um, and it was companies needed, had closed down their offices, had closed down their labs and needed to buy um, enough equipment so that people could work remotely. So that's one of the use cases that we've imagined this product for is um, it is economical, we hope enough that people can uh, afford to deploy it directly to their distributed engineering teams. And then of course, another use case uh, is manufacturing tests. Uh, manufacturing tests uh, is, is one of the ones which people do not necessarily think of AP as a fit for, um, mostly again, because they're familiar with our products from development labs. They're familiar with what those products cost um, and we kind of get ruled out. Uh, we do have some much more economical products available now, in particular, APX 500 Flex, which is our software only offering. We also came out with the APX 517, which is an economical solution for testing acoustic products like speakers and microphones. And then the APX 516 is really um, priced aggressively and has the features to be a good solution for um, QC test in factories. So exactly, uh, we did plenty of voice of the customer research. Um, you know, one of the things that we heard, um, especially we were doing, we, we were developing this product in 2020, 2021, and last year was um, people persistently complaining about either not having access to test equipment or having their test equipment borrowed. The, the term used was usually stolen by other people in their company um, and, and their desire to be able to just tell people, hey, go get your own. So we have an international audience here. And so I do have to say that this pricing uh, that I'm showing right now is US pricing. So it's US dollars delivered in the US. Mm -hmm. Your mileage will vary with euros or RMB, um, but uh, it does, uh, as you can see here, to the degree which you may or may not already be familiar with our pricing, but exactly, we can get into a analog-only configuration for six grand, um, which is, I guess everybody has a different reaction, but it's pretty aggressive for us. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what kind of the benchmark was before. Might have been three times that or something. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, our our top of the line product configured the way a lot of customers configure it actually approaches 10 times this amount. Okay. Um, so that's where I say it kind of depends on, on, on where you're coming at this from. I know that there are people who are, you know, using much lower cost solutions and for whom six grand is a pretty high price. 
So uh, I hate to say all things are relative, but all things are relative compared to um, our other analyzers. Um, this is pretty aggressively priced. Right. Okay. That's that's good because I know that people were listening to the talk about cost and they were expecting like, is he going to tell us? <laughs> but, uh, so thanks for that. I know. And and generally speaking, I, I think one of the things that is different about AP is um, I, I don't like being coy about pricing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the only thing I will say about pricing is that this is all um, U.S. dollars delivery in the U.S., um, uh, if you're in uh, a different region of the world, we we can set you up and we'll we'll get you the 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 landed price in your local currency. Sure. Um, this is another area where I know that people have mixed reactions, um, and and mixed reactions is probably being very very charitable, um, but. Uh, we do have two models now on the software side of our analyzers. Our analyzers do have a hardware component and a software component. And uh, on the software side of things, we are offering both perpetual licensing. I am extremely cognizant of the fact that for perfectly valid reasons, a lot of people want to own their software. Um, uh, I know the reaction of, uh, national instruments under, uh, recently declaring that you could only rent LabVIEW. Um, but, um, so we do have that available, um, and we have pricing for that. Uh, like everyone else in this industry, we do, uh, want to move to a recurring, uh, model. And so we also uh, provide software subscriptions. And the differences are pretty straightforward. Um, the software subscriptions are an all-you-can-eat buffet. They include all the software features and all software updates that are released during the subscription interval. Um, and uh, particularly if you go out to, for example, a five-year subscription, it it really is the most economical model. Um, but we will continue to offer perpetual licensing for um, the customers who are interested in that. And, you know, one perfectly valid group of customers are people in production tests. In production tests, they don't need all the software options. And... Um, one thing that terrifies every uh, shop manager I know is the idea that somebody might forget to renew something and their line goes down. Mm. Um, so uh, there's definitely a a valid use case there. Right. Um, a couple promotions were running. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm happy to. Uh, Go over any questions or um, 
details you might be interested in. Uh, what what does a customer give up by choosing this model as compared to a higher spec model, let's say? Yeah, so there's there's really two things that a customer gives up. Um, the first is raw analog performance. Um, and it turns out to, to both be a joke, but not a joke. The analog performance and the price goes up proportionately in dB. Um, so, you know, this analyzer in a 20 kilohertz bandwidth, we're looking at two microvolts of noise. Um, our highest performance analyzer is sub a microvolt. Um, is that important in your application for the vast majority of consumer devices? Probably not. Um, but analog performance is there, and that is one of the things that separates um, the different models of analyzers we sell. Uh, and then probably the more practical thing is this, this chassis really does have only one module slot, whereas the larger modular chassis we offer has uh, eight modular slots. Um, and so you just have a more restricted configuration uh, in this chassis. Um, you know, in this chassis, you have analog audio and one digital audio module of your choice. Uh, in the full-size modular chassis, you can sort of have it all. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, so, yeah, those are that's the fundamental trade-off. You know, what we found is for a lot of applications, the way the analyzer is used is sort of application specific. If you're testing, you know, like let's say you're testing an AV receiver, you need the HDMI interface module. You may not need any other modules or you're testing a Bluetooth device. You need the Bluetooth module, but you don't necessarily. So, so that was sort of the foundational observation um, that, that drove this is that for not all use cases, but for, um, a good chunk of customers, one module is sufficient. Right. Kind of purpose built almost. And you can, I mean, it's, it's not something, it's not dynamic. Um, but you know, if you're, you know, like for example, if you deploy these on a production line, they're on that line for a few years, making a product that product ends of ends its life, you start up production of the next product of the successor product, and you need a different digital interface module that can be changed out. Right. Okay. All right. So Simon, any more questions or anything else about audio precision you'd like to know? <laughs> uh, nothing comes to mind just at the moment. Okay. All right, Dan, is there anything else you'd like to, to bring up about this? Yeah, the only the only thing I'll say is um uh I guess I can I say that by the time this uh this recording is live that they're shipping. Uh this yeah. will be this this uh, is uh this is shipping in early December. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's uh 
Yeah, by the time people start watching this, sure. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> dedicated audience. We have uh, they're really techie. But uh, yeah, we'll put information in the link below uh, or in the description below. Sorry, we'll put some links in there for people to read more about it and find their their local distributor. So uh, yeah, Dan Knight, thanks for joining us today. And uh, encourage everybody like subscribe. And uh, there's also like, there's an article in the Audio Express as well. Uh, so uh, since they set this up, we encourage people to go. We'll put the link to that article in the description as well. So people can find out more. So yeah, like subscribe, share all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks. Great. Thank you, Thank you very much.